Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Caroline, you should tell them about the newest thing that Bloody Happy Hour is doing. A Patreon. It's a Patreon. What is that? Um, that means you're basically like a VIP member and you get you get some perks. You maybe get like merch a little earlier. You get Or exclusive merch. Exclusive merch. You could get um first dibs on signing up for a live show you get episodes with no commercials you get our video because our video is no longer available on youtube it is only on patreon and the most important to me is you get videos of our live shows but also bonus episodes each month but if you're on a Patreon, you're VIP, you're going to get more. Because I always have a lot of details I want to go to. I can law explain. I might read a book. <laughs> this is also going to be the exclusive place that Dirty Chat is going to go to. In order to hear the full content, it's going to be Patreon. Where do they go again? Patreon.com slash bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline. This is your bloody happy hour Thursday edition full episode. The bloodiest right part of your day. It is. We hope you're excited. Um, we got a story for you. But first, we got a sponsor for you. Oh. This episode is brought to you by Better Help. It's 2024, new year, new you, or new year, same you, continue therapy, but maybe in a more convenient way. Don't leave your house or your office. Just log on and do it online. Caroline, what else? Um, It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible, and it can be suited to your schedule. And all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time if you need to. No additional charge. Um, it's pretty much the best way to go. All you got to do is go to betterhelp.com slash bloody and you get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bloody. Go now. Go right now. www.http. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, my version of BetterHelp is a little bit of whiskey, maybe a little bit of White Claw, <laughs> and I feel better. Yeah. Just immerse yourself in crime so and that crime, way things don't seem you know, so bad. I haven't, I haven't been yelled at lately for sitting in my dark house and doing puzzles <laughs> and watching murder shows. I've been, I've been out. I've been doing You've things. You've been doing some things. Uh, and you know, I, yeah, I have, I've, I haven't even done my, a puzzle or painted lately. Oh, I've been busy. Your hands have not been idle. I have not. <laughs> oh goodness! So Caroline, you have a, ugh, a black cherry white claw, the worst kind. I love black cherry. You know this. <laughs> I have. I'm finishing off some whiskey and then I have a white claw. And <laughs> don't I'm, ask me why. Finishing off ADHD Bacardi Lime. It's my first bottle ever of trying this. We drank on it last week. Yeah. And it's pretty legit. It's just tastes like rum with a twist of lime. I mean, I love it. I liked it last week and I like it yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I did 
so last week we had our guest on, Shelby. Yes. She is loves it. She's basically famous now. <laughs> and I took one of her classes yesterday. Are you? Oh, no. It's Dom's, so you'll be sore tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. She called. She's like, how are you feeling? And I was like, well, usually it takes me two days. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know how it is. Like, a, have you done a Pilates or anything like that? Or yeah. Yoga? I mean, because with this one, it's. It's more intense than but it like yoga, yeah. but it gets those those small muscles, the smaller muscles yeah. that you don't work when you're doing your typical workout. So, I told her to, um, if you're local, you are able to go and try a free class, a free class. Um, so I'll put a link in like the show notes or whatever. But will you now? I think I will if I remember. <laughs> but yeah, that was good. She loved it, and um, that was fun. Good, 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 good. Um. Number one fan, Matt, is going to be on real soon. He was supposed to be on today and bring us some salsa, but he got caught up at work. Or maybe he had to buy some more undetected poison to put in our salsa. We'll see. But he's coming on because, if you don't know, he's our fan that got the Bloody Happy Hour tattoo. With the red flags. With the red flags. One for each of us. So generous. So... He's the best. He's coming on, so you'll be able to hear his voice soon. Tell him it's okay if he puts adrenochrome in there because, I mean, I kind of. They did just have a baby. They why. might have some leftover placenta juice. Yeah. It, is that what it is? It's got to be placenta. That's got to be some part of it. I don't know. I need to finish the. Like, do you, can you grill it? Uh, Courtney did. Okay. <laughs> I need to finish the sure American Horror too. Story because I told you that's what it's all about. Is oh, it is. It's about adrenochrome? I feel like it is because they're after this girl who's pregnant, baby. God, it is. Yeah. They're, they're telling it's us. It's basically these witches that are it's making It's like when they crazy. say the quiet part out loud. Like, it's in our face. Yes, it's yeah. like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're going to show you. Mm-hmm. But you don't believe it because that's like salt burn. Yeah. I got to mention it every episode <laughs> till I stop till listening she, to that song. Until she finds a new one. Yeah. Okay. So where are we going today, April? We are going to Columbus for five minutes and then we're going to be in Texas. Are we going to take Alaska Airlines with the... Doors falling off, you know or are we going to take the DEI um, airlines where the bolts are not, or the guy that farted on the plane too much and they had to turn it around? I mean, I'm the amount of stories I'm hearing about airlines. I've you do not want to fly way anywhere. Too much stuff. I am. <laughs> it's bad. I'm. I need to. That's why I just. I stay need at you home. to pull out a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> pull out a puzzle if you're watching stuff like that. Jesus, take the wheel. Okay, so we're going to start off in Ohio, but we're going to end up in Texas. Okay. 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 Ohio, Ohio. So this episode is going to be titled The Boogeyman. Okay. And I told you at the Tuesday episode, we're going to be talking about a child rapist. Okay, good. Serial killer. Child serial killer. Okay. So brace yourself. Um, What is it called? Trigger, trigger, trigger. Trigger, trigger, trigger. So let's get ready. So David Elliott Penton is his name. Never heard. Mm-mm. Me either. Probably But bad. I got a great story, a great story of how, why I'm doing him. Okay. Okay, so he grew up in Columbus, Ohio, born in 1958. He born a healthy boy, but at six months old, he was in a terrible, terrible car crash where he suffered a traumatic brain injury and was in a coma. Red flags. We know where that's going. Mm. So when he woke up, his mom, he did wake up. His mom was dedicated to, like, his care and just making sure that this wasn't going to face him, you know, control the rest of his life, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so at first, when he was a young kid, he was a sweet kid. He was a little bit delayed, so he's described as a sweet, slow kid. Okay. But when he went through, um, like, I want to say hormones, but that's not it. Sex... Well, whenever he when was you go just, through your yeah, uh, tr- puberty, when yeah, you go puberty. puberty. Do we know? Do we know words? <laughs> I don't think we do. It's I'm fine. having a horrible time with word recall. Uh, his mood changed a little bit, and he was horrible to his sister. Okay. Um, when in school, he was a little behind in school. He was held back in grade school. 
but then held back his senior year when it counted. So oh, that means no. he couldn't graduate. They probably should let him go. Get him out to school. And so he's not allowed to graduate. He had to repeat his senior year. But that was humiliating to him. And so instead of repeating his senior year, he dropped out. And where do you think he decided to go? And now a word from our sponsors. Uh, what do serial killers usually go after high school? To the military. He decides to go to the military. It's 1977. And I'm going to give you two guesses of where you think he might be stationed. Fort Hood. Fort Hood! <laughs> <laughs> it only uh, took one guess. I'm doing so good at this <laughs> game are, today. Who am I? What is this? You're two and oh. I am. Okay. Damn. So... Fort Hood, that is, if you know the Vanessa Gideon story, that is where her story happens. So while in the military, he specialized as a vehicle mechanic. He was an expert marksman. I meant to look that up. I don't know what that means, but he's probably a great shooter. shooter. Yeah. Um, he was described as a very highly motivated and great soldier. In 1979, he fell in love with a girl named Caroline. Oh, hell. Who was also his stepsister. Oh, no. But step, so no blood I related. I mean, there's no blood. So a little weird, but, you know. Uh, Caroline had a daughter from a previous relationship. They got married and had a daughter together. What? Did the parents, were they like, what is happening? No. They David. Just, they really bonded. They really, they really had a close bond. Well, marriage. it only lasted five minutes because David was really abusive to Caroline and she took that for a little bit, but when he started molesting both of their daughters and Caroline find out, found out, she left him, filed for divorce, took the girls away, and never saw him again. Pop off, Caroline. Peace Pop out. So he didn't give a shit because the next year he got married again, and what? this time it was to a Korean named Sukja. Say that 14 times. I did. Just now. So... <laughs> And then David got shipped off to Korea himself. So he's got oh, a Korean good. wife here in Colleen and then got shipped off to Korea. And because he was skilled in so many areas of combat, he was promoted to sergeant there. So wow, okay. I feel like he's like on the surface level, he's doing really well. He's got a Korean wife. That What does that mean? Like happy ending? No, let me not be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, great hand can jobs. Do gr- Great. They can make your nails look great. <laughs> so he's got a probably a great looking petite Korean wife at home. And then he's a sergeant and he's like great at his job. Um, but secretly, <coughs> secretly, he's visiting what they call the turkey farm in Korea. Oh. So if I say the turkey farm, okay. Korea, and he's making frequent visits, what would we think that is? Mm, like a whorehouse? <laughs> Three and oh! Oh my god! What did you did you take a? Uh, no, you got a I, new prescription. I did not. I didn't get an. I, <laughs> Using I'm not, I'm on nothing. <laughs> I've been having a normal it's day. It's the whiskey. It's the whiskey. I it's I had whiskey. I, nothing different. I think he my would brain. visit these brothels. Brothels and was engaging in prostitution, but his fellow soldiers said that he liked the prostitutes that were not very developed. Up top oh, he liked or down bottom. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they looked like Koreans are um, like petite and small anyways and I like know. great skin and look already look young. But his looked like really, really young to where the other soldiers that were going were pretty sure they were little kids. But, you know, maybe that happens over there. I don't know. Now. Going to the turkey farm, which they called it the turkey farm, was forbidden in the army, but the army didn't find out about that. They did find out that he smuggled alcohol into the base. And when they found out about that, they demoted him and sent his ass back to Fort Hood. Okay. So win-win for him because he's back at home with Sutka. And Sutka gets pregnant, and they have a little boy named Michael. Oh, gosh. So David has Michael. Now... 
Michael's about two months old and Suka leaves and David's at home with the baby and the baby cries. Babies cry. That's what they do. That's what they do. They eat, sleep, poop and cry. And David can't handle it. Mm-mm. And he tries to console him, but that didn't work. So he decides to shake the shit out of the baby. Oh my gosh. I did see an article about this. Was this recent? Nope. This was 1977. Oh my God. Then somebody else just did this. <laughs> Maybe so. Okay, go. Um, so when Sutka got home, little Michael was dead. <gasps> She immediately called the police. David was arrested that night for manslaughter. Because he just shook him. Shook, shook him. Yeah. Shaking baby. Well, we yeah. now know that shaking baby syndrome. Well, yeah. He lost his patience. And she wasn't even gone long. I can't even. Oh. Imagine. Lost his patience and shook him. And he died. So he was arrested that night for manslaughter. But... He made posted bond or something like he got out pretty quick. And when he got out, he immediately left town in their brown and white striped van. Oh, hell no. He's going to go change it up to be an ice cream delivery (laughs) truck guy with the little. So close. Wow. Okay. And this is really when the boogeyman comes out. David kind of starts hunting. Mm. And so he decides to go to the DFW area. And it's January 19th, 1985. What was last Friday? January 19th. Maybe that's why I saw it. Maybe. Oh, 1985. 1985 was a great year. Five-year-old Christy Lynn Meeks was outside playing with her sister, her brother, and some other friends neighborhood kids in mesquite texas they're at the charter oaks apartments they were playing hide and seek they had been roller skating doing all the little kid things yeah christy was wearing blue jeans her cabbage patch remember cabbage patch yes tinny shoes and her rainbow shirt and a man walked up to them and asked them if they wanted some cookies he had a whole bunch of cookies Back at his van. Oh, hell yeah. I'd been like, yeah, let's go get cookies. Yeah. Well, Christy was like, yeah. Yeah. Sister was like, no. S- no way. She sister must have been knew. Older sister must have been. Sister known. knew. No, no, no. We don't take candy from strangers. So she tried to tell them no. She was able to grab brother and. But was not able to grab sister. Christy wasn't having it. Oh, she was hard headed. So she she must went, have been a middle child. That was probably you. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- so sister, brother ran to mom, told mom what was going on. By the tom- time mom got down there, Christy was gone. The man was gone. The, the van was the gone. The van was gone. <gasps> now, Linda, mom, Linda Meeks called the police. They scoured the area. They scoured local parks, playground. They questioned all the children outside. But these are young children. Like, Christy was five. And so the kids were all around that age. So you got different stories. You got, oh, the man was wearing tennis shoes. The man offered us candy. The man offered us cookie. He had a van. He had a yellow car. You know, different. Like, it was Mm -hmm. all different stories. It was everywhere. So the police really didn't get anywhere. Now, the parents are divorced. So... Dad was at his house. They were visiting mom. It was like mom's weekend. And dad kind of starts playing the blame game. Like, you should have been out there watching them. But they soon decide to work together, and they put their money together, and they're like, let's offer an award. We need to do everything we need to do. Let's, we need to find Christy. So they get $5,000, and they put a reward out for any information leading to the fi- finding of Christy. People add to it. It goes to 10000 But there's just no leads. There's tip lines, no leads. Um, sh- her face was on milk cartons because, like, days turns into weeks. Weeks turns into months. Her days. Back then, you had, like, the little Why do they milk stop cartons? putting faces on milk cartons? Well, we have plastic now. Well, you can still 
Put well, the almond almond milk is put on almond milk. So like five milk. people will be. Well, <laughs> they kind of figure it out. Even back then. Well, it's it's because <clears throat> nowadays they just are on their phone. They're all pedophiles. So even back then, when you go to a movie, like the like we see credits and I were like preview before, they would put all the missing people like on the movie screen. Well, wish they would do that. But so no. she was getting national attention. Um. And in April, so it happened in January, April 1985, two fishermen were fishing on Lake Texoma. Oh, no. Lake Texoma is 150 miles away. Wow. They saw a doll oh. floating in the water, was or what a, they thought was a doll. It's never then a doll. Then they go closer. It's never a doll. And they're like, oh, it's a dead bird. Oh. No. It's not a dead bird. And when they got closer, they saw that it was a child's body. Oh, good God. They called the police. The police recovered the body. And it was so decomposed. I mean, imagine it had been months, month four, and it had probably been in the water for a long time. (sighs) They couldn't tell if it was a boy or girl. So... When the coroner got it, they put the reports out. So when they find a body like this, there's like a little report that goes out to all the local um, police stations in case they got a missing person that Uh matches this description. So a report went out that there was a small boy whose body was found in some water, five to seven years of age, wearing a rainbow shirt, cabbage patch shoes, blue jeans, and white lace panties. This a is boy. in 85 wearing that stuff. These days, yes. These, these little days, boys. yes. These days, you would have no clue what <laughs> anybody is. But back then, no. Like, when yeah. they typed that out, it should not have even made sense to them. <laughs> oh, my god. They gosh. finally figured out it was Christy Dental Records. And um, Christy's dad cussed out the corner and was like, you knew you said this was a little boy with white lace panties for weeks, and we could have knew, known where our daughter was, you know, like three weeks was ago. She, what, was there no, like, body part? I mean, like, penis? She was... I guess your skin's badly, eaten off. Badly, yeah. I, she was just that badly yeah. decomposed. Um, so... What they know is that when David took her, he drove 150 miles north, which is like towards the Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma Mm -hmm. border, sexually assaulted her, strangled her, and then dumped her body in Lake Texoma. You know, it's all, it's so, um, in, I guess, I don't know if it's interesting is the right word, but it's how they can tell all of these things after you're that decomposed i Mm -hmm. guess well or i the autopsy doesn't tell them that david later tells them that oh or somehow they end up finding that through other means but yes nowadays they can tell all of that i don't think back then they would have been able to so what's so sad to me is that they worked so hard. The detectives in Mesquite, they were scouring. They had these search parties, and they were never going to find her because she was 150 miles away. Oh, my gosh. Those she's... apartments were right off I-20, like the interstate. So when he took her, he hit that highway, and he headed north. Now, ask me why I'm doing this story. April, why are you doing this story? Okay. So <laughs> our friend Terrence went out Friday, I think that was Friday, January 19th, to a club, DFW area, where he lives, mm-hmm. meets a girl. And the girl is drinking, distraught, sad, because it's the anniversary of when her sister got kidnapped and murdered. No! A named Christy Lynn Meeks. What? Yes. <laughs> what? He... She told him everything, <gasps> like the details, how it screwed her up because she had guilt. The brother had guilt. Oh, the, 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 the dad this had guilt. This was the one who was like, no, don't go. And she still went. 
The, yeah. Oh, she, that's the sister. The sister the, yeah. that would like yeah. got the brother and <gasps> they went and told mom. Yes. Yes. Did he take her home? <laughs> no, he was so freaked out. Bitch, don't be telling that story the first time you see in the bar. <laughs> it oh. was on the anniversary. <laughs> so he's telling. So then he's telling Sweepy this. <gasps> so Sweepy's looking it up. And Sweepy's like, well, shit, no wonder why she's distraught. It was the anniversary. So oh. then he sends, Sweepy sends me the screenshot of like the story. And oh so, of course, I got to look it up. Gosh. Wow. Wow. They friended on Facebook and everything, and I tried to find it, and I couldn't find it. Oh, my God. I know. Isn't that crazy? I am. <laughs> I can't. Dead. Yes, dead, I dead, am dead. dead. <laughs> I am deceased. I have not. Re- I've taken it's me a little like bit. To, it's going to take me a little bit to recover. There's that is no wild. way. I was like, why couldn't I have been out at the club? April, you got you to get out the club. I know. I should have been out. You got to get club. out to the club. Okay, so back to the story. Now, David committed his first intentional murder, I guess, rape and murder, and has gotten away with it. And so he feels great. And so he knows he wants to kill again. But he decides he wants to be even smarter about it this time. Like he thought about it last time, but he wants to really be think about it. So we would call him a more of an organized killer. Yeah, he wants to t- put a little bit more into it, spend a little bit more time with them. A year-long, basically, research project yeah. that he does. Oh, gosh. Really, not really. Where he um, is just getting to know DFW, and he's driving through, and he's, like, finding different apartment complexes. He's hunting. How close they are from the interstate, like, how easy access it is from the interstate to get on and off. What are the kids doing at, at this time? Is he times? collecting a check from VA or anything from like you? I you know because like he's saw, working somewhere. Here's what's here's the thing. He, there's no footprint of him. What we'll say here later on. There's no footprint of him in Texas. So and there's very little about him. Like I couldn't find a documentary. There were some articles. There's a um, there's a Texas history. A Texas history. What's it called? A Texas monthly, but it's more about Christie's murder. Yeah. Um, there is was a couple podcasts, but it, there wasn't like it. There wasn't even like a book it's that so I found on him. So it's like I think he had to have been living out of his van. Oh, yeah. But I don't know where he would have been getting his money from. Um, there just wasn't a footprint. But it's easier not to make a footprint back then. Yeah. But still, like some, some are like more like famous, infamous than yeah. others, and like why? Yeah, like, why was this guy? But he wouldn't have been collecting a VA check because he's wanted, right? He had I guess, escaped yeah. from yeah, or posted bond and then jumped just, yeah, bond. See, I always want to know like how? What did, did they have a job? Like Dennis Rader, he you know he he had a couple weird jobs, but he was do, doing all this hunting and killing mm-hmm. while he's like preaching at the church. He spends the next year. Like, seeing what apartment complex has the most kids. And then, are the, where are the adults? Are the adults watching them? Is there good supervision? Is there not good supervision? What are, their, what are the high traffic times that kids are outside playing? And then, in the morning time, what kids are walking to school by themselves? Y'all what kids are walking to school in groups? Like, he was out there, and he was watching multiple elementary schools, multiple apartment complex. And he decided... His hunting ground would be low-income apartment complexes in North Dallas right off the interstate because they had less adult supervision mm-hmm. and more playtime outside. You most likely had single-parent homes there. Mm, yeah. So there was only yeah. one parent that was probably inside tending to other kids or cooking or cleaning that couldn't be outside watching the kids. So the kids were probably watching themselves. February 12th, 1986. Is this day before you were born? Yes. Okay. Tiffany Ibarra usually walked to school with a group of her friends. But this morning, her friends went without her. So she walked alone. David pulled up and 
asked her if she wanted some cookies. He had a bunch of cookies and sweets in his van. This was so basic. So basic. Like he did exactly what you're taught in school not to do. Don't take cookies. Don't take any like weird anything from a stranger. (laughs) You're gonna pull up next to me. You're gonna drive up. Do you want cookies? I mean, he switched it from candies to cookies. He was at least. I'm just gonna tell you now. You I would have done it. I would have taken it. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. I'd love it. Give me some Oreos. Yes. <laughs> like, what? Um, oh. Now, Tiffany knew better. She did. Her mama taught her better. The school taught her better. Somebody taught her better because she knew that was a sign to run, and she did. She took off running, but David took off running after her. He was bigger. He was faster, stronger, grabbed her, threw her in the van, and he hopped in the van behind her. And then he just kind of stared at her. And then he reached in the front and got one of those old school, like, cellular phone bags. Like, they used to come in, like, the suitcase bag things. And said, call your mom and tell her you've been kidnapped. Okay? So she did. Called her, crying. Mom, I've been kidnapped. I was walking to school by myself. Mom starts to ask questions. He takes the phone, hangs it up. And tells her, you better not ever walk to school, walk by yourself alone again. If I see you, I will not let you go. Next time, I will not let you go. Then she, he let her out of his van. What? She ran off crying and went home. So every once in a while, you'll get these stories like from serial killers where they'll l- randomly let a victim go. Um, I, I need to know why, though. So. Do we find out? They say that it's like part of the control. The fact that part of the it's game. like catch and release, right? Yeah. You're a fisherman and you can catch them and you can take them home and cook them. But sometimes you just go and you catch and you throw them back in because you just you don't, don't like feel it. like it that day. Yeah. You're like, okay, I know that I could kidnap. I got it. Yeah. But I don't like this one. So I'm going to let her go. Or I'm not in the mood. Or, Or, yeah. yeah, Just whatever. Um, Oh, my gosh. It's just like the fact that he could have. That he could have. So she went home. She cried to her mom. Her mom called the school. And the school called the police. Why well, our mom didn't call the police immediately. The police came. They looked for the van everywhere. Her mom started thinking, does Tiffany just not want to go to school? Oh, no. Is she just getting out of school? So kind of starts Has to Tiffany second Has Tiffany always her. tried to get out of school? Mama, no, listen to the Tiffany. Listen to her. It was just, I guess, so unbelievable to I her. I know, which it is. And then... But they found no dis- no va- the van anywhere, not in any neighborhoods, not in the apartments. Like, nobody recognized it. So the police even started to think, was Tiffany kind of This is literally like your story that you did that just came out on Netflix that everybody's talking about with the boyfriend and girlfriend who were kidnapped and mm. they let them go. Mm-mm. Everybody's freaking out about that show that just came out on Netflix. Oh, I did see yes. that. And... They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe the FBI, the police were like this, and they didn't believe them, and oh, my gosh, and oh, my gosh. Yeah. At the end, we're going to be very pleased with all, all the police involved yeah. with this. But right I can here, see how you just don't have, like, back like, in what? the, yeah. Like, you just, you want to believe, you want to probably not believe the worst, I guess. Yeah. I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless like you're me. Be- yeah, or me. <laughs> <laughs> so... But three days later, you know, David was back in the mood. So on February 15th, he saw nine-year-old Christy Proctor. She was walking home from a friend's house by herself. So what usually happened is her and her friend would walk each other halfway there. Uh And then Christy would finish the rest of the way home. Her mom would um, be outside waiting on her, like watch her. Well, Christy never showed up. Christy never showed up. This was the day after Valentine's Day. And Christy was given a Valentine's Day box. David pulled up, and all we know is that he grabbed her because her Valentine's Day box was in the street, like in the middle um, of the street. Oh, no. Her mom, Laura, becomes very worried and goes and tries to go towards the route that Christy would be walking to look for her and found the Valentine's Day box and immediately knows something's wrong. So 
She calls the police. Uh, they do search and rescue. Nothing turns up. Christy's body would not be found for two years. They do not find her for April of until April of 1988. David takes her eight miles away to Plano, Texas, rapes her, strangles her, and hides her body underneath a abandoned mattress in a random field somewhere. A random abandoned mattress in a field? They find her two years later. <gasps> so now they believe some Tiffany. Oh, hey. Well, you know, Tiffany's. Now they go back to are, Tiffany. <laughs> you, you usually can't believe a Tiffany, but I guess today you can. So they go back to Tiffany and they get a composite s- sketch done on this guy. Oh, gosh. What does he look like? He is, looks like an unattractive white male <clears throat> with his hair part down in the middle and a gap tooth. And that's it. Just I'm like disgusted real basic. already. I'm disgusted. Disgusted. I and already then, forgot his name. I'm so disgusted. And then David goes off the grid David. for about a year. Good. Maybe maybe he offs himself. No, he doesn't because the story continues. Nope. Story continues. Okay. Because in November 19, November 3rd, 1987, he's in Garland. So he's still he's in still the area. He's still hovering. Yeah. Um... And see, what we'll find out is they think he goes off the grid, but we... But really, he probably found probably another doesn't. Korean chick, Sung Mao Chi, <laughs> and is going to town. So, he's lurking around elementary school in the Meadow Trace Apartments, and he finds, this is what gets me, three-year-old Roxanne Reyes... and A three? And five-year-old friend, Anna, I made up Anna, because they didn't really report her name i was like a three-year-old they were in the field across from the apartments picking wildflowers like they crossed the street to get to the wildflowers by themselves i don't know if it's if they had to cross the street but you're a three-year-old and a five-year-old in the fields Oh, with where but this is 1987 i don't know if that's normal but i was like three no that's not normal that's, the babysitter was probably like banging somebody Lola, in her van. Lola, Lola's babysitter. Lola, Lola out there banging somebody in the van, getting her hair all disheveled. While the three and five year old, they're like, well, fuck you. We're going to go pick wildflowers. Uh, so, you know, here you know, comes David in his here van. Here comes David trucking along in his Scooby-Doo van. Offers them some cookies. You know what? Listen. He needs to change If they're the crumble cookies, I understand. <laughs> But I don't think they. I don't think crumble. they crumble cookies. He What's literally got tips, no, treats. He literally went to Nabisco. He don't even got cookies. He don't even have cookies. Listen, this this one's gonna get you. Okay, so there's five year old and there's three year old, right? Five year old Anna's like, he lying. He don't got no cookies. Yes. And so he says, he says. Shut up! And grabs at her, and Anna jumps back. Okay, how does Anna know? And she's Anna. Listen, this is what I think about. I don't know. Like he, every story somebody has known, not that he is sketchy. So either this was Stranger Danger era, and they learned this at school, or these parents did their due diligence and was like, never take. You don't talk to strangers. You don't take candy from a stranger. Like, like those conversations yeah. went on. And you're in lower income neighborhoods and they are less trustworthy where you were not. So your family trusted everybody and you were never told. I had to tell you at yeah. 37. Yeah. <laughs> I know. More trusting versus less trusting neighborhoods. Mm. Facts. So, okay. So Anna was like, he's lying. He tried to yank her she took off running she runs through the apartment he's chasing her okay anna's running and she slides through in between some apartments in this like area that he couldn't squeeze through and she's hiding from him oh and as he's looking for her a woman comes out of her apartment her name is wanda oh get it and wanda knows something's going on so wanda sees david David sees Wanda, and David is oh. like, "Oh, I got to go mm. because this You've bitch cannot ID me. Yeah. Yep. So he walks back to his van, and he's thinking, 
Well, eh, I guess I better. I'll try another day. Mm, yeah, I actually get a cookie. But guess time. what? Roxanne is at his van. Three-year-old Roxanne is at his van waiting on her cookie. Oh, hell, Roxanne. Oh, it broke my heart. It broke my heart. And she so really just wanted the damn. Oh, gosh. And now three. he's pissed because he lost the one he wanted, so he's going to really. He punches her. Ugh. Throws her in the van. I knew it was going to be bad. And drove her eight miles to a town called Murphy. Have you ever heard of Murphy? I don't know. Texas probably. in that area? I probably drove through it. I don't Raped know. Raped her, strangled her, and disposed of her body in a remote area. A three. I, she wouldn't be found until May. So this is November. She wouldn't be found until May. Three years old. I can't. I don't even understand how that is even actually possible. Oh, and she was just so innocent. She just wanted her cookie. Oh, my she was gosh. Promised. She just really wanted that cu- crumble cookie. Now, Roxanne is obviously reported missing. And um, Anna's getting asked what's going on. So Don't Anna's tell me Terrence the question. ran into Anna no. at the next bar the next Terrence weekend. Don't, <laughs> don't tell me, Terrence. Terrence, you know Anna. Terrence, if you know Anna, I don't, I'm going to think that you're maybe involved. <laughs> Are you David? Are you David, Terrence? <laughs> so... They they talked to Anna because Roxanne's missing. Oh, God. oh shit! Terrence just sent me a message. Oh to see no, what Terrence! Ter- live guys, live <laughs> message from Terrence coming in hot. It's coming in hot. We have live action right now. We are in. The- oh oh, it's it's a good one. We got it. We just got a gasp from April as she's reading the text message that she got from Terrence. Micah Terrence Meeks. is live. In oh, she action. just made this. He sent me her sent me her Facebook post. <gasps> Okay, okay, okay. So let me say, when I read this story, I did hear multiple versions, or there were multiple versions reported because there were so many kids around Mm -hmm. of what happened to Christy. So this is what Christy's sister posted on her Facebook. Just an innocent child playing outside. A man comes along and bribes her into a ride. She accepts, thinking he's a friend, but he's a kidnapper. The scary man, he took away in a little... Red car. We didn't know where. He hoped not far. The whole city searched for her. They looked everywhere. The family was struggling to make it. Sadness was in the air. Billboards, milk cartons, flyers, pictures were shown. Their whole country was aware and kept their children close to home. There was a description of a man and a reward offered by the father for bringing home safely his beautiful daughter. A call came in three months had went by. We have found our little girl. Could you come down and identify? After everyone had prayed that she'd be found, <gasps> she was in Lake Texoma where she had drowned. Oh. That man took something special away. My sister, her life, and her beautiful face. And loving memory of Christy Lynn Meeks. Love your big sister, Micah? M-I-K-A-H. When I tell others about the story of Christy and all that followed, the question I've gotten the most over the years is, I don't know how you do it. The truth is, it's damn hard. At times, I didn't know if I was going to get through the pain. In 2005, the 30th anniversary of Christy's kidnapping, followed by the book that detailed <gasps> a bit too much for the shel- for this sh- sheltered from many of the details little girl, I survived that year truly by the grace of God and every day since. I work on facing and trying to deal with the tragic events of my life that for 40 years I neglected or attempted to deal with in negative ways. Unfortunately, there's only so long the body can handle such pain before it tries to give up on you. Eventually, I learned I had to face what I'd worked so hard to never think about but I stand up today knowing I made it through yesterday, which was the 19th, when she, you know, when she posted this, the 39th year of having to relive the mem- most memorable and horrific night of my life. And I'm still here. Oh, my gosh. That is wild. Wow. They're talking to Anna, mm-hmm. and then they talked to the lady, and they did a composite sketch. Oh, yeah. Right? 
But this is two different counties. The last one was in somewhere else. Mm -hmm. This one's over here. Mm -hmm. So they're not quite yet Mm -hmm. communicating. Yep. 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 But now we know, we know, they didn't know back then, that David the Boogeyman has an M.O. He likes girls ages 3 to 10 years old. Oh, my gosh. 3 to 10? Unsupervised. He lures them with sweets. He takes them to remote areas where he rapes them and strangles them. The part that he plans out the most is the dumping areas. All child serial killers do. And did you know that strangulation is the most common form or common method of a child serial killer? I didn't actually know that that was a fact, but it seems you think as about it. though that, yeah, because yeah. there's no. <clears throat> maybe that's, that's like just the ha- easiest. Maybe that seems like the easiest, most sympathetic, like less. Because I, mean, I don't know it, how to describe it. Violent way to do it. Yeah. Because in their mind, they really like want and love these kids. A lot of them. Or so they it, don't it could stab be like a Ted Bundy them. thing where do they watch their ma- life leave their body? As they do the thing. Mm. Oh. Okay, so now that we have a composite stretch, uh, sketch, March of 1988, he decides to go back home to Ohio. Ain't enough whiskey for this story. So he wants to go visit mommy. Okay. And, you know, he all moms love their kids. Mm. She don't give a shit that he beat his ex-wife, molested his daughters, killed his son, and was on the run. She's just happy to see little baby David. And Is he the only child? Sounds like it. Let's just go with you. Yeah, let's just say it Mm -hmm. is. No, he has a sister that he tortured, remember? Oh. His sister that he tortured. And mom is still like, come on. Come on. Mm. She probably like made him his favorite meal, and I feel like they're trash. So it's probably like hamburger helper. He made him. She made him hamburger helper with corn. With corn, (laughs) you know, because they probably think that's a vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm gonna go eat hamburger helper tonight. (laughs) Just while while that he was there, he also visited some friends, Michael, Michael, Mm -hmm. and Thelma Bacchus. Bacchus. They had their nine-year-old niece, Nidra Ross, visiting them. Nidra. Nidra. Yes. She black? Yes. And he usually is going for white. And a Mexican. And he's white. And he's white. Wait, but Roxanne Reyes. (gasps) She was Mexican. Yes. He is. I was waiting for you to figure it out. Well, I guess I didn't hear the last name, but I heard the first name. It took me a minute, too, because I was like, wait a minute, Nidra. Let me go and look at a picture of Nidra. Yeah, because Nidra ain't white. She, Nidra's she ethnic. Yeah, Nidra's black. Okay, so as okay, David's so leaving, not discriminating. he sees Nidra playing in the yard. So he convinces oh, Nidra no. to get in his van, and he drives off. She he drives cookie. 50 miles. He, they, they, okay, typically they don't go that far. He just, like, drives with them. That's the part that he thinks through the most. Yeah, yeah, it's, yes. Yeah. And he'll tell us why. So he drove 50 miles to Marion, Ohio. He's trying to get to multiple counties because he doesn't, if it's all in one county and in his area, then they're going to get MOs, they're going to get have a composite sketch like it's just going to be easier to find him yeah um he exited on some country dirt road he raped and strangled her and then tossed her body in the water she will not be found for eight months Jeez. but for the first time he starts to panic because because he's like oh man i should have controlled myself that was too close i was literally at their house that is my friend's she went missing when I left. So he knows that he's going to be questioned for her going missing. Good. And he is. Columbus police oh, hell yes. questioned David. Also, at the same time, they found Christy Proctor. So the second Christy that was killed in, in the Dallas area, they find her body under the mattress. It had been two years since she had been she had gone missing. 
So wow. in Dallas, they're they finding her body. Found her. Wow. Yeah, they found her body. And now she's being questioned. He's being questioned in Ohio for Nidra. So, of course, he's cool. Yeah, I saw her. She was playing. When I drove off, she was playing in the yard. I'm not sure what happened after that. And so Ohio police did their due diligence. They're like, okay. Okay. His van was outside, and they ran his license plates. And they saw that he was wanted Uh. in Colleen, Texas, for the manslaughter of his son. Wow. Good job. Okay. So they have a reason to hold him. Shout out to Ohio. Because they really think he has something to do with Nidra. Absolutely. So they hold him and they question him. And now they get to search the van and they find blood underneath the rug in the van. But there's not DNA back then. So they can't say, oh, this is Nidra's blood. They can just assume that it's Nidra's blood. Um... Gosh, surely they have it. He's in jail. It's May, so it's the next month, May of 1988, and they find the body of Roxanne Reyes, so in DFW now. So now now DFW's speaking, and they see the composite sketch, and they see that their composite sketch is similar. Roxanne's composite sketch yes. and Christie's composite sketch. Okay? So the walls are slowly closing in. Yeah. And now Texas Police Department and Ohio de Police Departments are starting to talk. The yarn. The yarn is Yay. connecting. The strings are all going crazy, but they're connecting. I just did not expect this to go like to Wow, I'm go impressed so well. with them connecting I know, I know. state to state like that. That's pretty good. And the MO is the same for all these cases. Like they're unsupervised. They're in these apartments. They're close to these interstates with the exception of Nidra. And they're being disposed, they're raped, strangled, and being disposed in these remote areas. In May of 1990, he gets indicted for Nidra's murder, kidnapping and killing. And he was found guilty in 1992 and was sentenced to life in prison, but he was eligible for parole in 2027. In a minute. Tomorrow. Oh no! Okay, that's tip- just for tip- Nidra. Tip- okay, typically, uh, yeah, it won't yeah. happen. No, that's just for Nidra, though. Okay, but now while he's in jail in a ho- in Ohio, in Ohio, like, I don't know what's wrong. There's a detective Gary Sweet that's in Texas that wants to li- that knows he's good for these murders and wants to link him to it. So he's working on it down there. And Detective Sweet calls Tiffany Ibarra. She's the one that he let go. Oh, out of the shit. van. Yeah, who and made so the phone call? Yeah. He's like, if we need you to, can you identify the person? She's like, absolutely. Do you think you remember? She's like, oh, oh hell yeah. yes. If he's in the other room, I can point him out to you. Let's go. So, and then. This detective gets a call from one of Del, Del, David's son, cellmates, Sonny. Now, I don't know if they still have this, but they basically have a sex offender child molester ward because they're, they're all together. Really? So he's housed with another child molester and in a population with other molesters or else they would have to be confined and Protected, it, and that's probably a lot they harder. They always get beat up, but I guess yeah. This but if they're all they together, try to lessen the beatings or something. But he, they all need. I'm sure they is. They're like, okay, go take care of that guy, and they let the one guy out who's like killed the gang member, and then the gang member killer goes and kill, beats up the child molester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they let him go yeah. run wild. So while in jail, he brags about. Everything that he did. All the girls. Hopefully he gets... How he likes girls of color. <gasps> he prefers girls of color. Oh. But every once in a while, I mean, when when the opportunity arises, he will choose a white girl. And he purposely chooses um, lower income neighborhoods. Yep. And he called those kids throwaways because he felt like nobody would care. Oh, this monster. Yes. 
Why do we not know about him? He also said that he spent days with these girls in his van before he dumped them, raping them like repeatedly. Like with them dead? Alive. <gasps> raping oh them and torturing them God. before like, like, okay, he killed you, them. Th- and this dumped. Is the it wasn't just like a one and done. Like, I have to think in my head, did... It doesn't even work. It doesn't even work. But I'm like, what did these... <sighs> You're like, did you live a previous life and you were like a horrible, like you were the rapist and then now you're being raped? Oh, I can't. I don't even know. I need to stop. <laughs> there's it's no way just, to understand There's it. really no it's way. Evil. There's, it's evil. It is evil. It is evil. And it, it is actually Satan. That is Satan. Oh, is, 100%. Oh, 100%. No. He um, also said that he would punch them to like in the stomach, to kind of get them to cower down to him. But if he gets out again, he'll just use a taser to tase them. So he would brag and say, this is how I would change my MO. This is what I would do differently. These people are psychotic. When he would watch TV and a little girl would come on a TV, Mm. he would be like, you better be glad I'm not out or I would be coming to get you. Hey, I can't. No. Like if a, another molester is sick. <laughs> Did he get shot with firing squad? Please tell me he had a needle You're stuck in bad. his penis hole. So Sonny, this other cellmate, is saying all this. Not Bumbu- is saying all these things, and he's basically making a statement. Now, a statement from a, another prisoner is something, but it's not great. Yeah. Right? And they couldn't connect him. It's Did I tell you it's <clears throat> 2003? Oh, I don't know. Okay, it's 2003. Okay, so he's still, yeah, he's there. Like when this is like all happening. So it happened in 85. Yes. So they could born. not connect him because they could never put him in Texas. They have sketches. But you have sketches of, like, five-year-old little kids. They could never, like, there's no hotel receipt, no credit card receipt. He didn't have a job. He didn't get a ticket. He didn't get pulled over. They could never, like, actually put him in Texas at the time of the crime. So they had a very thin, thin case. All they have is Tiffany and this that would be your best bet. jailmate. Okay. The cellmate. Yeah. For their crime. So they go and they talk to um, David, and they're basically like, we know what you did. So eventually he pleads guilty in 2005. So it takes two years in 2005. But the only way he pled guilty is if they took the death penalty off the table. Fine, then let him rot in there. So he got life sentences that will happen after his Ohio sentence is Consecutive. Done. Yes. Yep. Um, oh, I got those two down. The parents are were pissed because for two years they were told, we're going to put the needle in him. We're going to put the needle in him. You're going to get your justice. You're going to get to watch him die like he watched your daughters die. And then last minute, they get that taken away. I just never know how to feel about that because it's like it. I feel like it's almost worse if you just are rot in there. I mean, yeah, like it's the easy way out is to be injected with a needle and you go to sleep and like Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I it's gotta be. I'm not in the situation. I'm not having to. I I would probably want him to have the death penalty too if I was the parent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would want to. I would want to put the death penalty on him Mm -hmm. so he has continuously kind of bragged or he did brag and he attached himself to two other major missing kid cases that are unsolved and the bodies were never found one is shannon cheryl she's a six-year-old but she's out of indiana and then the other one is a little black girl named niecy era Nisi Johnson and Big Sandy 
which is like 95 miles north of Dallas. So in his area where he was hunting in 1986, during the time when he was hunting in the DFW area, to me, she kind of fits the profile more. Shannon did live in a trailer park right off of like a busy road, but in Indiana, like I don't know when he would have, but he could have. Like they think they're also trying to link him to at least 20 other missing children cases because he has talked that much and named specific names and specific things about cases that only the killer would know. Say his name again. David Elliot. <laughs> we don't even know his name. Pint shit. Pint shit. Pinton. See, that's David a- Elliot Pinton. Pint P I N T O N. E N T O N. E N T O N. Yeah. Never heard of the guy. Neither. And he and they're still trying to find people. There's too Why many. There- we can't hear about all of them. I mean, there's just too many. But he's but still a bad, in Hawaii. That's a really really bad one. It's <laughs> a real bad one. We should hear about him. I mean, not to give him anything, but like, you know, just to like, shit, that's so bad. He's currently still in Ohio prison. Whenever they get done with that, he'll come to a Texas prison. I hope that he's getting raped daily. Yeah, I hope so. And beat and tortured and he eats moldy bread with nasty bologna that's brown. And tooth, I'm not done. Oh my gosh. In 2007... Oh, shit. He finally did an interview with an, oh, a Tyler, Texas, I think, uh-huh. newspaper. Okay. Where a guy came in and basically asked him, is he a pedophile? Did he do the murders? Clearly. And obviously he said he's innocent. And that he, bragging he about it. only confessed because he was going to die. He confessed to keep his life to live did and to avoid the trial a trial and the needle because he knew that they were going to convict him then is what they thought what he thought but he says now he knows that they have exactly no evidence against him Except which i tiffany. agree is is correct but tiffany yeah but tiffany was like 7 and this care. is 40 years later i'm pissed continue um and then you got a jailhouse informant who they now are giving less sentence yeah snitches i yeah I know the jail. <clears throat> because yeah. he informed mm-hmm. can't be trusted um and so his story is it's easier for it was easier for him to just say he did it and live and just be in be in jail that would have been easier on his family been easier on him and that's the only way for him to live oh, he cares about who's his family his, his mama mom? that kicks him hamburger helper and corn well easier on your mama <laughs> because you ain't married your korean wife done bounced on you she's and like, his sister says he's guilty and she would not take her kids around him because yeah, she, she said shouldn't. that they would get well, bring him to pr- prison molested yeah there she's now <laughs> is that her <laughs> Oh, wow, that's it. That's that it. was that's a, it. a terrible, great that was story. The worst. That was the worst story, but it was great. And I've, I hate that guy, and I want him to maybe like. We don't want him to get. I don't no, know what I want. I want him to burn like alive, alive. while he's like stepping across needles and like the <laughs> most painful thing. Like, and while you're getting paper cut all mm. over your hand. Paper cuts? Literally are the worst. I've been watching Saw. I watched all the Saws again. Oh. And you won't watch Saltburn? The torture that they go through, he needs to go through one of they those torture peel, chambers. Yeah, they need to pluck his fingernails. Oh, it's the worst. I cannot imagine. Can you? Like, I get a hangnail and I'm like, ah! Like, death. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. I want, I want them to to. Plier out his teeth one by one and stick a needle in his eye. I had a classmate that did that to a girl down in San Antonio. Stuck a needle in their eye? Pulled out their teeth with pliers. Tied her up in chair because uh, she smoked all the drugs. Oh! Bitch, Pulled be, out the teeth with listen, pliers. Bitch, it wouldn't come to drugs. Don't be smoking all them drugs. You're going to get your teeth pulled out. 
Jesus. <laughs> April, let's say a prayer. <laughs> Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of that one. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Wow, we hope y'all good and stuff. I'm gonna go bathe in holy water it. now. We hope y'all did not enjoy that. I hope you did I hope you were miserable the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And but that was a good story. But if you are part of the family of any this of, is a local of story. any of these families. Listen, we are gonna we have to have a little comedy in it because otherwise we will Yes. We'll be uh, you'll find me at the top of the Eiffel. What, what is this place? The, the Alico, Alico building. building. Yeah. yeah. Hanging. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping out of a window. We're we're glad there's some type of justice for. Oh, gosh. For Christy, for Roxanne, for the other Christy, tink, tink. for Nidra. Wait, tink, tink, somebody else. Oh, Lordy. Oh, that was the I'll runner. show you that. Yep. Yeah. Okay, y'all. We will see y'all next time. Go skid- give us a review. Send us a rating. Send us some money for happy hour next week. And subscribe to our Patreon. We will see y'all next time. Don't forget to stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Bye, y'all. Goodbye. Hey, I'm Blair. And I'm Brittany. And we're the host of By the, the Cover, Cover Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> we cover everything from mysteries, thrillers, romance, chiclet, and even some smut. Don't forget the smut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're so excited to get this thing going and share this with you guys. We've been talking about this for months and it's finally, finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. <laughs> for sure. For sure. You can find us on Instagram at by the cover underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok, so don't forget to give us a follow on those two also. We are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you. We can't wait. Hope you love it. Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. And you didn't say hi. I didn't. You you just kept going. I'm going to introduce the book. I'm <laughs> not reading it. It's because I don't like reading. Girls like cowboy butts, you know, and those jeans don't hide anything. Mm. Find us on Instagram at Bustles and Bangers or on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Hey, I'm Katie. And I'm Summer. And this is Monsters in the Attic. So we thought we'd bring people on. Yeah. It's very real, and we're fortunate to have a lot of friends who have a lot of monsters, and we can't wait to share them with you. I love that, that we're so fortunate that we have so many friends with so many monsters. Where can people find us? Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere they listen to their favorite podcast. They can find me at my therapist office. As they should. <laughs> This has been a Rogue Media Network 